Welcome to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Shannon, founder of Digital Scrapbooking HQ.com. Today, I'm very excited to talk about one of my favorite products that I use in my scrapbooking every single time I scrapbook about it. So I'm really delighted to introduce to you Bob Gager. He is the group product manager at Adobe who manages the Elements family that includes Premiere Elements and Photoshop Elements. Thanks so much for joining me today, Bob. It's great to have you. Oh, you bet, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, if anyone is familiar um, with digital scrapbooking, one of the first programs that springs to mind is probably Photoshop Elements. And I know that I myself have been using it. Well, I guess I was using Photoshop Elements before it was even called that. But for scrapbooking, I've been using Photoshop Elements since 2008. So I thought it would be a great opportunity now that we're, we've just seen the release of Photoshop Elements 14 to invite you on to talk about Photoshop Elements and what's new and what's exciting and what scrapbookers can look forward to in this brand new version. So, Bob, Group Product Manager at Adobe sounds like a big job, <laughs> a big job. And so, yep. how did you come to um, work with Adobe and end up on the Photoshop Elements um, project? Yeah, so I've uh, been at Adobe about a little over 11 years now, just crossed my 11-year anniversary. Um, and before joining Adobe, I did a number of stints at various startups mm-hmm. uh, in both digital imaging and some some web e-commerce kind of stuff. Um, probably one of the most interesting startups I was at was a company called Flashpoint Technologies that did embedded software for the digital still cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, this is back when a one megapixel camera from Kodak was kind of the coolest thing you could get your hands on. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and of course things have changed since then. Uh, but you know, it was a great time to be in, uh, in digital photography. A lot was, a lot was happening and things were growing incredibly fast. Um, and you know, I left that company, did a couple other things. And a few years later, uh, the founder of that company actually had joined Adobe. Um, in business development in our digital imaging group. And his fourth day on the job, he gave me a phone call and said, hey, I need you to come work for me over here. And the rest kind of is history. Oh, great. So yeah. you, you've been around, oh, well, if you've been 11. So have you been working in Photoshop Elements since like that, that whole time or have you come to that more recently? I guess yeah, I'm not. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the whole time when I joined, so that was in 2004, and we were working on Elements 3 at mm-hmm. the time, Photoshop Elements 3. Um, so, so yeah, I wasn't actually on the Elements team. I was in kind of a, a business development um, product management role where I was bringing to life in all of our digital imaging products uh, various partner services for mm-hmm. things like photo printing. So you may remember way back, way back when we had a integrated printing service with Kodak Gallery, mm. um, where you could, you know, use Photoshop Elements or Photoshop or Bridge or even Acrobat um, to to thing various things with your photos, and you could order professional prints uh, right from within our software through Kodak. Mm. Um, and so that was that was sort of my first. Uh, task at the company, if you will. Mm. Um, and then over time, just, you know, being part of the digital imaging team, 
uh, elements was, of course, very interesting to me and, and just sort of got more and more involved in it over the years. Mm. Yeah, well, now it's come, certainly Photoshop Elements has come a long way since version 3. I think I, my, my history with the product, I think I used, um, Photoshop LE version 4, uh-huh. I think. <laughs> That's good. Yep, uh huh. That was before it, we changed, well, the name was changed. Um, right. And then I think I dive back into Photoshop Elements as we know it in about version 6. So it's certainly come a long way. Mm-hmm. I think, um, now you look at the the power of the software and it's just it's kind of mind-boggling but even back then it was still a very good product it's just yeah it's great yeah, it's, by it's amazing down. it's amazing everything that's in there yeah mm. yeah it started off as sort of a a de-featured version of photoshop if you will you know we tried to to take a bunch of the higher end features out of photoshop and bring it to life at a, a more affordable price um, and so the first couple versions were literally that, Photoshop with features removed. But I think over the years, it's definitely sort of spawned a life of its own. And it's, it's still got a lot of similarities to Photoshop, you know, the full Photoshop. And, you know, it's built from the same code. And under the covers, it, it is Photoshop. But it's got a lot of features that uh, make it very different from Photoshop. Yeah, and I think that's probably worth mentioning because a lot of um, my digital scrapbooking listeners today maybe have played or uh, you know they've been scrapbooking for maybe 10 years and so the software's changed and then I think it's a good point that Photoshop Elements now has features that you won't see or implementations of the power of Photoshop that you won't see in the Creative Cloud edition um, that make it more accessible to us <laughs> lay people, I like <laughs> right. uh-huh. yeah. um, people without fo- degrees in Photoshop, <laughs> or if there's such a thing, you probably yeah. just about need one now. Um, well, so- yeah, you, you can certainly take all kinds of classes. But yeah, that's the, the sort of the, the mantra, if you will, of, of what, what we think about when we're thinking of features and what to do and, and how to do it. It's really how do we bring that power that's in Photoshop to life for people who are not using the software every day for their job, right? If, mm. if you're doing this kind of stuff as, as your job and you're using Photoshop every day, you learn how to use it and it becomes familiar to you. But you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, do it on weekends, do it as a hobby, do it, you know, a couple times a month, a couple times a week, whatever. Um, and so just a much more simpler experience and a more approachable experience, as you, as you say, uh, is really important to them. And, and that's really a big part of what we try and do. Yeah, it's definitely a more approachable um, a, a product, I think, for for most of us. So, Photoshop Elements 14 has just recently launched, and we're all pretty excited about um, the new version, as we are every every that's time. Great. It's fun. Uh-huh. It's fun to have uh-huh. new features to play with. So. Um, I just wanted to have a little chat about for scrapbookers, why would they want to use Photoshop Elements? So, um, if you are a digital scrapbooker, Photoshop Elements, I say, is a perfect way to get more power over your um, scrapbooking than you can um, than you can get in things like using a Shutterfly album creator or using some of those um, more scrapbook. Specific programs, although they're all every year 
just about every single program <laughs> is bringing out new features uh, and power. But I love to use Photoshop Elements myself um, for the photo editing and the organizing. I'm a big fan of the organizer. And even if you're not a digital scrapbooker, I would hi highly recommend if you've got a copy of Photoshop Elements, just open up the organizer and see what the um, the power of that because for any kind of scrapbooker or memory keeper or just someone who takes a lot of photos, having your photos on hand and easy to find really make your life easier. Um, take, you know, instead of searching for hours for the photo of grandma and um, your youngest child or something, you can pull that up in an instant using the power of the organizer. So. I'm definitely a fan of Photoshop. I, as I always tell people, I have Photoshop um, CC and I have Photoshop Elements and I scrapbook, uh, you know, over 100 layouts a year and every time I just go straight into Elements because it does everything I need it to. It's got the power that um, I need. It's got the features that a scrapbooker uses on a daily basis or every time they scrapbook. So that's that's my pitch to all you scrapbookers. If you haven't checked out Photoshop Elements, you definitely should. And we're going to talk today a little bit about more about the specifics of what's new in, in Photoshop Elements 14. So if you're a user of a previous version, you can have a think and about how that would benefit you and whether you want to upgrade, because that's the big question people are asking right now. Do I want to upgrade and what's in it if I do? So... Um, Bob, I'll let you take it away. So what's um, what's new in Photoshop Elements 14? <laughs> yeah, thanks. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of new stuff. Uh, maybe I'll start in that organizer you mm. were talking about. Um, sure. And maybe just step back step back a little. Um, one of the big differences between just full Photoshop, the Photoshop CC you were talking about, mm. uh, and Photoshop Elements is is that Elements organizer. Mm. Um it's it's a, a separate application that comes for free or included with your Photoshop Elements editor purchase, uh, and it's really designed a tool designed to help manage you know huge libraries of photos and videos, mm. uh, pull all those memories together and and help you like you say find uh, find that photo you're looking for without just having to sort through you know tens of thousands of photos that you may have in your catalog, um, and so it has lots of capabilities you know you can. You can keyword tag things and then instant searches on keyword tags, or you can create albums and put your stuff in albums. And, you know, for, for digital scrapbookers, you could keep all your embellishments all nicely sorted. So when you're looking for that, um, you know, fall grape leaf with mm. the cool red, um, if you had done the organizing up front, um, you just go click on that album or that keyword tag. Uh, and there you go. All of the you know cool fall red grape leaves uh, are are filtered out and shown to you uh, amongst all your other embellishments. So it's a great tool for just organizing that that huge library of stuff that that we know digital scrapbookers can collect over time. Um, but then it's also got um, a lot of tools built in th that are just for your personal pictures. Mm. Uh, what we've, as we've worked with users over the years uh, and thought about what we're going to do in the organizer, uh, we paid attention to how they organize their photo library. Um, 
and probably not surprising. Uh, what we learned is that the things that are important to people in their personal photo collection is who are the people in the pictures, um, where was I when I took that picture, and what was going on at the time. Was it a, a birthday or a vacation or, you know, wedding or, you know, those kind of things. Um, so over the last few years, we've up-leveled those three organizational metaphors uh, in the form of what we call people, places, and events. And then we've tried to add automation in as much as we can to actually take the work out of organizing around people, places, and events. You know, it's, it's, it's great to have your photos organized when you're going to look for something. That's sort of the benefit. Um, but if you have to do it manually, <laughs> most of us don't take the time because uh, it's a lot of work, right? You go on a vacation, you bring your photos in, and you know who wants to sit there and organize them all? You've um, got a thousand photos or something. Yeah, it, it's one of those. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so like for, for example, the the people view. Um, we've got built-in face recognition. We actually, in Elements 14, the newest version, um, uh, it's not a new feature, the face recognition stuff, but uh, the algorithms down under the covers uh, that analyze your photos, identify faces, try and figure out who that is a picture of, um, that's all been completely updated, so it's you know faster, better, makes less mistakes, all those kind of things uh, that you do when, when you update some code. Mm. Uh, but then we also improve the user interface on top of it to just make the process of telling it, uh, telling the software, you know, who a particular person is, um, a little bit easier. Mm. So again, just trying to, you know, improve the ease of use, make it more approachable, make it easier, make it less work, so that when it comes time to to find, you know, the picture of your daughter in kindergarten, um, you didn't have to do any of that organization. The the software took care of it for you. Yeah, that's definitely, um, I've noticed that uh, using Photoshop Elements 14, it's made, it's just made it a lot faster and I've definitely um, reaped the benefit. I think I was, I was doing a, a demo and I, live on the demo, I just added, you know, 2,000 new, like, confirmed or, or recognized 2,000 faces in like a, oh. a minute or two, you know? Yeah, um, right. It, it's it's mind-blowingly fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a big improvement for sure. Oh, it's a huge improvement. Yeah, we, we did a big investment around the whole face recognition and, and people view this year. Mm. And I think that's one thing that, um, you know, everyone almost, I guess, most people have a lot of photos of people. And um, it, it's, it's always good to be able to find that needle in the haystack of... You know, have I got a photo of uncle and auntie, whoever, for their 50th wedding anniversary or, you know, something like yeah. that? They're making a, yep. yeah. a project to, to give to the relative or, you know, they just want to send some photos to the grandparents or something like that mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I think it will really uh, benefit scrapbookers as well because, you know, you may be building the layout, you know, for, for that anniversary party and you mm. want to show some pictures of somebody, you know, from 20 years ago that you may have, have put into your catalog, you know, three mm. or four years ago after scanning in an old shoebox full of photos <laughs> um, and to be able to, to quickly find the people that, that you want to pull out and put in your layout, um, I think is a huge benefit. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's always so fascinating to me how that, you know, I've got 
photos of me as a baby or whatever and I'm always just like oh it's so good at recognizing me even as a baby (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah when we first added it I think it was Photoshop Elements 8 when it first showed up um and we were playing around with it when it first showed up I I had a bunch of pictures of my daughter and I told it what she looked like at you know probably 13 years old and all of a sudden it started showing pictures of her as a baby and I was just amazed it was like oh this is really cool yeah yeah it just shows that you know we obviously have those features right for <laughs> uh, um throughout the life and I also love it because um I have, you know, photos of my in-laws' families as children, and I'm always asking my husband, "Oh, is this, is this so and so? Is that so and so?" And he's like, "Yep, yep." And so I've just, you know, I've come to trust Photoshop Elements. <laughs> they they can re- they can recognise who who better than I can. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they can. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 learning. It's getting it's getting better. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, one example of, of some of the new features in the organizer in, in version 14. We've also improved the, what we call the places view, uh, where your photos are shown on a map of the world, where you took them. Um, what we're finding is more and more photos are being taken with cell phones these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and your cell phone has a GPS in it, and so the location you were when you shot that image is part of the, the metadata that's associated with that file. Um, and all you need to do is bring that, those images into the Elements Organizer, and they're automatically placed on the map. There's literally zero work you need to do. Um, and then you can switch to the map view and you know zoom in, zoom out, go to a particular place you knew you may have visited, and there are the photos that you took when you were in Disneyland mm. um, kind of thing or in the Caribbean or you know wherever you were when you were snapping your shots. So it's, it's a really interesting and fun way to relive a lot of those memories. Um, and then also find the photo, kind of back to, you know, finding the right person you're looking for. You know, you may remember, oh, I was in, you know, Disney World a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and I remember I took a picture of my kids uh, in front of Epcot Center. Well, all you need to do is zoom to the map, zoom into Disney World, and there's the shot. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really handy. I, I've had an iFi card for my um, point-and-shoot as well as, you know, using my smartphone. So I really uh-huh. enjoy having everything just on the map automatically and you don't have to think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't complain about that. So yeah. what about the events room? Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think um, it, it's a great feature that maybe some people aren't so familiar with, so... Sure, yeah. Events is is really cool. As I mentioned, sort of the third thing people care about in their photo catalogs are, you know, what was going on at the time. You know, was it a wedding, vacation, birthday, whatever. Um, And so the events view is all about helping you organize your photos into events. Um, there's, it's not quite as automated as people or places, but what we've tried to do is make it easy to collect together photos that are of the same event. So there's this, um, um, sorting algorithm that analyzes the dates of your photos and the time of your photos and looks for, for clusters of photos around very short time durations, um, and pulls them together and then you can say, yeah, that is, you know, Uncle Bob's birthday party mm. and tag all photos sort of with just a couple clicks as that event. Um, and then, you know, sort of click around and, and create various events. And then, you know, later, you can come back and, and those events are captured forever inside the organizer. So you can very quickly get back to 
um, a set of photos that were of a particular event. Um, you know, my catalog, I have, I have things like birthday parties, my kids' graduations from high school and college, and, you know, various vacations uh, that I've gone on over the years. And so it's a real easy way to, to quickly get back and, and relive those memories and find the photo that you're looking for um, without having to sort through, you know, 50,000 uh, photos that are, that are simply sorted by date. Or, you know, even worse, if they're just in your in your computer's file system, you know, hopefully you remember what folder you put them in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that can become... Yeah. Um, yeah, it is really... Oh, yeah, the event is nice as well. It, it really is quite handy because it does that um, clustering and you do have some control over how you want to do it. So for me, I find it's really useful for... Um, things like family reunions and we might have a an event that happened on either side or whatever um things like oh i always get a photo of like our children's first plane ride or whatever and so so it's quite it's quite easy for me i just go through oh what was our the events we flew for (laughs) Uh and pull and pull those up because um you typically take a you typically take um, photos in clusters. You know, you might go to a wedding and take a dozen or so. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, at the minimum, some people go. <laughs> um, and then you you might We're have shooting a... shooting every single day all the time, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. People, yeah. yeah, most people, you know, your typical photo shooting patterns are around these events that happen in your life and, you know, they, mm. they happen in the clusters. And so we help pull those out and identify them as a, a particular event. Mm. So that um, so that's really great. I mean, the organizer we could go on and we could talk about it for hours because I'm a super fan of the organizer. Um, uh-huh. I, I love using it to organize my photos and my scrapbooking supplies. And but I guess we should get on and chat about the editor, which is probably the part of the program that people are more familiar with. <laughs> Editing yeah, the actual the photos. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely been sort of the 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 lead part of the of the Photoshop Elements product for sure. Mm. Um, you know, that's you know really due to its its heritage in Photoshop. Um, you know, starting early on just as kind of a, a de-featured version of Photoshop, but over the years we've added more and more of these features to just make it more accessible. And you know, photo editing is is what a lot of it is about for a lot of people. Although you know, there certainly are a ton of Photoshop Elements users who love the organizer as you do. So it's really the combination of the two that that brings the full power to, mm-hmm. to life for folks. Um, but yeah, the editor is, is really cool. Um, the uh, One of the challenges that, that we've been faced with over the years is since Photoshop Elements is so popular, um, there's a, a very broad range of users uh, who are purchasing the product. Uh, and wanting to use it, and, and broad in the sense of uh, photo editing skill sets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people who are brand new to photo editing, uh, and you know, are just sort of understanding what things like cropping means. Mm. Um, and there's other folks who are buying the product that that are you know very well versed. Um, they've been you know maybe even using Photoshop uh, in the past, and and have decided they want to switch to Elements just because it's easier to use, or or for whatever reason. Um, and so addressing the needs of such a diverse audience uh, from a skill set perspective is really hard to do in a single application. And, 
you know, we studied a lot of, a lot of different options and, um, back in element 11, uh, for folks who have been with the product for a while, you probably remember we went through a fairly major user interface overhaul to, and it was really designed to address, uh, this particular challenge, which is, you know, making some, making a piece of software that's approachable to a first time user, uh, as well as satisfying from a capabilities perspective to a long time user. Mm-hmm. And so in the editor, we have what we call, uh, the quick edit mode. Uh, the guided edit mode, and then the expert edit mode. Um, expert is, of course, for the experts. Um, that's, that's clear. Uh, and that's got the full power of the product. It's, you know, got layers and masks and all kinds of filters and, you know, tons of tools and basically, you know, like you said earlier, kind of everything that you're going to need when you're editing your photos. Mm. Um, but that, that quick edit mode is really designed for a more novice user. Uh, we've tried to, to take the same power of the expert mode that we get from Photoshop, full Photoshop, uh, but bring it to life with a user interface that's just much easier to use. Sort of, um, you know, sort of simple one-click kind of things, as much automation, kind of like the same automation we try and bring to life in the organizer. Uh, we try and bring that to life in the editor uh, in quick edit mode where we can. Because um, a lot of people just want to, you know, get in, maybe adjust some exposure a little bit, some brightness contrast, um, some real simple things, maybe do uh, some cropping and then get out, right? They don't need to do, you know, big detailed uh, uh, creations such as a scrapbook page with tons of layers and masks and all that good stuff. Um, they just want to get in and make their photo look better. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what quick edit is all about. Um, and then uh, in between the two is is that mode that we call guided edit, which is designed for folks who have sort of um, mastered quick, right? They've gotten in, they've become comfortable with editing their photos, they sort of understand how it all works at this point. Um, they've seen some of the crazy stuff that can be done uh, in Photoshop Elements uh, from an editing perspective, but they really have no idea how to do that. Mm. Um so instead of having to do something like go to Google, uh, search for an effect that you may not even know what it's called, um, yeah. we have this guided mode that that shows you sort of the before and after results that you can get with a bunch of different editing techniques. Uh, you pick one, and then it will walk you through step-by-step exactly how to accomplish that goal. So it's like a built-in tutorial on how to achieve a more advanced edit, um, even though you may not uh, have developed the skill set yet. Um, to go just dive into the deep end of the pool in expert mode and do it on your own. Yeah, and it's certainly, I mean, I use um, the three modes. Uh, guided edits are really great. And then um, for those of us who might consider ourselves more experts, <laughs> we can always go, you can always flip between those modes once you've completed a guided edit and, and make a few tweaks and things. So I, I'm often... I often do that because I'm like, oh, I might as well let Photoshop Elements do the hard work for me. Get right. the, the main thing. Um, I'm trying to even think of one. I did a photo, a photo merge, um, compose edit where I, you know, pulled in a photo of two of my children and then one of me, and I kind of added myself to the photo, and then in I got that all done and then I headed into the expert mode and like de-skewed the photo a little bit and, and, and did a little bit more cropping and all that kind of stuff. So it's really great that you can use the power of those tutorial kind of guided edits or quick edits, but you can still always go into the expert mode and 
continue working on your, your Photoshop document and it's not like you're locked in to one, whichever mode you're starting. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's an important thing about the guided edits. You know, there's, there's a ton of software applications out there that will do cool, fun, interesting edits for you. Um, but typically when you're done, you have whatever that software did and you don't really have any flexibility to, to continue to personalize it how you might like to. Um, so as, as you just described, once you go through the guided edit, you just switch over to expert mode and you have all the layers and masks and effects and, you know, whatever else was going on under the covers mm. uh, in in the guided edit mode uh, is all available to you there in expert mode. So you can continue if you want. Yeah, you know, we think each of the guided edits gets you to a point at the end of them where, you know, you've got a great um, creation mm. or, or edit photo but uh you know for those of us who have been working with the product for years um quite often i'll do the exact same thing i'll, I'll use the guided edit to get me started uh, and then jump over to expert to to add my own personal touches yeah. to it or you might even flip back to quick mode and add a you know a, a smart look or something to the overall composed image or yeah you can yeah you can yep. go either way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's 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 very flexible the way um, the way it's been implemented to switch between the different modes. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, did you want to just hit on some of the um, favorite new um, features in these three modes? I think we chatted. We were chatting a little bit before we started recording about the smart look. So, do you want to just explain what that is? Because <laughs> <it's> <laughs> yeah, I- it's- it's it's a really interesting feature. Um, probably not as obvious when you just use it uh, as really what's going on under the covers. But um, yeah, so what what Smart Looks is for folks who are not familiar uh, with Quick Edit and Photoshop Elements, there's the, in in the Quick Edit mode, there's a bunch of effects that you can just click on and it'll apply that effect to your photo. Um, in Elements 13, there were 50 of them. This is sort of the Instagram feature, if mm. you will, right? They they made a whole product and business out of one feature that we have in Elements. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have, you know, we pulled to life the the 50 most popular effects, uh, made it one click simple to apply them, uh, and get some interesting effects applied to your photos. Um, but in in 13, the 50 effects were the exact same 50 effects, no matter what your photo was. If it was a photo of uh, you standing in the snow. You had the same 50 effects of, as if you had a photo of your kid standing in a jungle or a sunset or, you know, a rainstorm or something, right? The 50 mm. effects were just the 50 effects. In Elements 14, the Smart Looks feature is uh, what we do when you bring a, a photo in. Um, we use a lot of this very powerful image processing horsepower that we're able to get, you know, being part of the Photoshop family. Uh, we analyze your photo. And we look at, you know, colors, we look at horizons, we look at, you know, are there people in there, lots of skin tones, lots of blues, lots of greens, lots of whites or whatever, right? We do all this really heavy-duty analysis to try and figure out what your photo is of. Mm-hmm. And then we use that information, uh, bounce it against a database of over 2,500 different effects that we've categorized and sorted and organized around which effects look good on what kinds of photos, and we show you the top five. So every single time you use Smart Looks, you've got five different choices for effects, but they're a different five for every single photo. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're, we're smart enough to, to automate that process of sorting through 
uh, you know, those over 2,500 effects and just give you the five that are going to look good. Because chances are many of them are not going to look good. Um, and you don't want to have to sort through the bad ones just to find the good ones. And so we try and be smart about the whole thing. Um, so it's a really cool feature. That's mm. um, oh, yeah. one click simple. When you, when you're using it, you don't realize everything's going on. You know, all the stuff that's going on under the covers. You know, you're just oh hey, here's five effects that kind of look cool. Um, I'll pick the one that I like the most. Um, but there's really a lot of work that went on underneath to to get you those five choices. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just a great example of how Photoshop Elements is doing something really powerful, making it look effortless. And you know, all us end users need to do is click one button, and there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we look great. Look good, you're done. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the the big cool feature in um, in Quick Edit that's new in fourteen. We did a couple other smaller things just to to fix some stuff up, but that's kind of the big one um, in the guided edit mode. Um, we added uh, two new guided edits. Uh, guided edits have been in for a while, and, and we add two or three more each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, there's uh, two cool ones. The first one is something that we call Resize, and um, it's kind of interesting. You know, the product's been in the market for years, and you know, it has lots of capabilities. And of course, it's had the ability for you to go in and, and resize your photo. You know, either just from uh, you know pixel dimensions or resolution or all those kind of things that you might want to adjust as you're resizing a photo. Um, but I kept getting various questions about how to resize a photo, and my my initial response was, "Well, just go to the resize dialog, and you know you're good to go." And you know, for a for an expert user, it was pretty easy to figure out. For a more novice user, it was still kind of too difficult. So we built one of these guided edits. Um, around the theme of resizing your photo. So whether you're trying to resize uh, for print, mm. meaning you know you've got a photo and you need to fit it in an eight by ten frame or maybe a, a, a five by seven frame, well the the aspect ratio of those two different common print sizes is very different. And so unless you know cropping and you know how to how to manage all that, um, it's just not always obvious. And so the guided edit walks you through the process. Of getting your photo resized for, you know, the end thing that you're trying to to uh, print it in. In the case of the print workflow in there, but what we've also done is uh, created a workflow for uh, resizing for web. Um, you know, posting photos on the internet is more and more popular these days. Uh, you know, whether it's just posting them on something like Facebook or using them for your profile image on Facebook or Twitter or wherever. Mm. Uh, and lots of times um, these websites will have restrictions around either the, the pixel dimensions of an image or the resolution of an image or the file size of an image. And you know, often, especially if you're shooting you know, with a high megapixel camera, which yeah. are, are readily accessible these days, um, you're going to run into these problems. It's like, you know, no, you can't upload this photo because it has to be smaller than one megabyte or whatever. Mm. Um, and knowing how to resize your image and change resolutions and all that kind of stuff to get the file size down so it will upload successfully, um, you know, for a more novice user, often is is an insurmountable task. And so that's what this guided edit is all about: is is to really simplify the process of resizing your photos, whether they're you know for for printing purposes or for web use. And that's um, that's something that as scrapbookers we 
have um, shop uh, digital scrapbooking shops and um, galleries and for even um, places like scrapbook.com or whatever you do have those size limits and I know I get a lot of questions as well how do I how do I get that smaller so it's really good that you have that um, capability that you can just say okay well I need it to be this size and these are the restrictions that the website has and it and Photoshop works that out for you and mm -hmm. you can just go on your merry way so I know um, I use actions myself to to do that kind mm -hmm. of resizing and that's easy enough for me because I know how to install an action and I know what pixel dimensions I want but like you said, not everyone knows that. And if you take a photo, even on your phone, um, of of something, say if you're a paper scrapbooker, you snap a photo on your phone. There's, um, that will still be too too big for a lot of the gallery and sharing sites that are out there. Um, and right. you want to show off your work, so Photoshop Elements uh -huh. just makes that easier. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's one uh, one of the new ones. Uh, another new guided edit is something that we call Speed, um, which makes it really easy to put uh, to add what we call a motion blur to something in your photo. So, um, you know, if you've got like a kid running through a scene, um, by adding a, a trailing motion blur to the to the kid, um, it just gives it that feeling of motion. Um, with the background still being nice and crisp and focused, so uh, a guide to, to help you do that—it's sort of—it's in the fun category. Mm -hmm. um, we have a bunch of different categories of these guided edits. Some of them are, you know, we call them basic. They're sort of the basic things that you want to do, uh, like cropping or resizing those kind of things. Um, and then there's a, a category for black and whites. There's a category for fun, um, which is you know things like the new speed guided edit or something called out of bounds, which kind of gives that 3D. Uh, feeling where the subject of your photo is popping out of a print of your photo. It's a really cool effect. Mm. Uh, and then there's other ones. There's a category that we call photo merge, uh, which are a set of guided edits that are all about blending um, one, or I'm sorry, two or more photos together um, to create a single shot. So uh, the, you mentioned photo merge compose earlier, right? If you've got mm. a picture of you and a picture of your kids, that's the guided edit that helps you extract yourself from one photo and uh, merge yourself into the, the other photo with your kids. And I think if anyone's been with Photoshop Elements for a long time and is missing, you know, the magic extractor, that's something that, you know, they should check out those photo merges because there's a lot of power there that they might have been missing. <laughs> when yeah, exactly. Yeah, Photo Merge Compose, you can use it to do the extraction part um, that, that you may be missing without the magic extractor. Mm. As I know, there's a few listeners who've been who've been around for a long time using Photoshop Elements who who like to ask, "How can I do this and that?" And uh -huh. um, but we we did give up. Um, that, that, you know, as architecture has changed and Photoshop Elements has moved to being a 64-bit program and all that kind of things, things have had to sometimes. Um, Features have to yep. give way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Magic Extractor was one of those. I knew when when we made the call to get rid of it that uh, that would not go over well with folks. Uh, <laughs> so it, it wasn't a decision we made lightly. But you know, as, as you mentioned, um, time marches on and technologies march on, and just the way that was built, um, the the bringing it up to to speed with some of the latest software architectures just 
wasn't in the cards, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's certainly a lot um, going on, and I think the guided edits, everyone, if you haven't checked them out, go and click on the guided edit mode, no matter what version you're using, just see what's there, because there's a lot of power that you might not have have had a play with and, and it is really like it literally is fun you will you will enjoy it because it's so easy and it's so like oh magical now I can get shallow depth of field or I can make this black and white photo look really good so definitely go check it out yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I even you know I'm I'm fairly well versed in the product as, as this is my job but um, I often go to, to many of the guided edits just because they're quicker mm. um you know, something like a vignette, if I want to add a vignette to a photo. Um, of course, I know how to do that in expert mode and create masks and, you know, you know, do it. Mm. Um, but I never add a vignette in expert mode anymore. I just pop over to guided edits and there's a vignette guided edit, a couple clicks and I'm done. Mm. Uh, so it's just many of them are, are just way faster than doing it doing it yourself. Yeah, that's right. That's what computers are for. They're, they're for. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the new stuff in Guided. Then, of course, Expert Mode, uh, we've added some new features there as well. Kind of the key ones uh, to me that, that uh, have been really popular uh, in, that are new in 14 is something that we call the Haze Remover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've got a picture, uh, typically, you know, if you're outside and shooting either a landscape shot or maybe taking a picture of some people and, you know, they're in front of, you know, some mountains off in the distance, um the, the moisture that's in your air or that's in the air is typically picked up by your camera, right? Unless you're doing something like, you know, buying a polarizing filter and taking, you know, all that extra time and expense up front when you're capturing the shot, um, you're going to get kind of hazy shots mm. uh, where where the subjects that are up close, you know, probably the people or, you know, whatever object you're trying to capture up close, you know, looks good and is, is nice, but that distance uh, is a bit hazy. Um, and so we've got a, a haze remover that's new. Um, it's uh, you know one click simple. Uh, you just uh, open up your photo. You select the haze remover from the menu. It analyzes the photo, figures out what parts are hazy, uh, what parts are not, uh, and then removes the haze like magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to go, you know, you, you can use just sort of the automated mode uh, if you just want it that simple. If you're the kind of person that likes to to adjust the sliders and knobs and, and really get control over exactly the results that you're getting, um, there's a haze remover dialog that you can open up, and there's a couple sliders in there that let you fine-tune the results. Um, mm. So either way, if you want just the, the real quick or the more uh, control method, um, they're both available to you. Mm. So that one's pretty cool. Um, I found it works really good on you know, outdoor landscapey kind of shots uh, works really cool on sunsets. Um, I've thrown a bunch of sunset shots at it, uh, and it really just crisps them up and, and makes them look really nice. Mm. Uh, so that's a really cool feature to try out. Uh, and then we also added um, something we call shake reduction. Uh, this is a feature we pulled straight from Photoshop. Uh, it showed up in the full version of Photoshop a couple of years ago. Um, but as, as I mentioned earlier, we're seeing more and more uh, photos being taken with cell phones. Um, and you know, the, the, the selfie shot uh, is incredibly popular these days. Yes. Um, and if you think about it, you know, you, you think about 
you know, how do you get a good photo if you, if, if you ask someone, you know, who, who's better at taking photos than you, you know, how do I, how do I get better photos? Lots of times the answer is going to be, well, get yourself a tripod and put your camera on a tripod and get mm-hmm. it steady and, you know, you're going to get better photos. Um, and if you think about a selfie, it's kind of the exact opposite of that, right? You've got your, your camera in your hand, your arm is outstretched and, you know, in a very awkward position. Yeah. Um, you know, depending upon your phone, you may be trying to press a button that's on the wrong side of the, of the phone. Um, you know, it's like, the complete recipe for getting a horrible picture. Yeah. Um, and and the biggest the biggest one there is just shakiness, right? Because because your hand stretched out like that is is not a stable platform, and so it tends to be moving um, when you snap the shot. And so that's what the shake reduction feature is all about. Uh, it's some really cool technology that's able to analyze your photo, uh, figure out which direction uh, it was shaking or your hand was moving when you when you took the picture. And then completely edit every single pixel, pixel to remove the shake from the photo. Mm. Um, it's actually quite amazing. Um, it the, is. The, the stuff these guys come up with, it, it just blows me away sometimes. Yeah. And that um, shake production, I've, I've found myself, you know, running it on so many, like, so many photos. I've been scrapbooking some from Christmas um, lately. I don't know. I just got on a Christmas kick. And I was like, every second photo I open, I'm like, oh, this one looks like it's got a bit of a shake. I'll just click shake reduction. And every single time I was like, yes, it looks so much better. Yeah. And even though on my scrapbook page I might be resizing them down and you may not notice it or whatever in the printed, I just, yeah, I've been really impressed. It took me a little while to, to kind of, work out exactly what images will work well with um, right, shape yeah. reduction because it can't be like blur. It's actually, you know, like you're describing, it's actually when the camera is shaking. Exactly. Yeah, it's not going to fix a photo that, you know, was out of focus. Yeah, then, um, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not It's not designed to do that. It's, you know, your photo still has to be in focus, um, but if your camera was moving at the time and you've got that kind of horizontal blur if you will um, mm. that's what it's really designed to to fix in your photo yeah so i've certainly been having fun um playing with that one quite a lot <laughs> the last Great. month Good or so. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's yeah that one and the the haze remover are, are two of the the features that have really popped as as being really popular in this release mm. And then we've done, you know, some other things as well um one of the other interesting uh, improvements that we made is to a tool that we call the Refine Selection Brush. Um, you know, often what you want to do with your photos is uh, kind of like Photo Merge Compose, that guided edit. If you're doing it manually, you're going to want to select something in a photo, uh, copy or cut it out of that photo and paste it into another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that selection process, the difficult part of that is getting, you know, around the edges in a very precise way of what it is you're trying to cut out of one photo. Um, and it's extremely difficult um, to get around, like people, excuse me, people's hair, uh, yes. or if you're doing to a, to a pet, you know, the fur uh, around your pet, or you know, a fuzzy sweater. You know, any edge that's not a real solid, strong edge is difficult to select. Um, so we added a new feature uh, to our refined selection brush that literally lets you just paint around the edge of your selection. 
uh, and it'll go in again, you know, completely automated. It'll go in, analyze your photo, find all that, uh, those fine edges of fur or hair or fuzz or whatever it is, um, and create a mask so that then when you copy, um, you get that fine detail. And so when you paste it into the next photo, it just looks much more natural. Yeah. Uh, than it would have in previous versions. So that's a really cool improvement we added this year as well. I can say that's working really well. I've got three, well, one child does not have much hair yet, but I'm sure they're going to end up with curly (laughs) hair too. I've Uh, got two very curly-haired children, and so I just, I I was playing around with that, and Emily, my daughter, has long blonde curly hair, and it was amazing to see how... How well it turned out! It's yeah, that yeah. that edge selection. It really makes life easier if you're doing any kind of extracting or composing yep. of multiple images and all that fun stuff that we love to play in Photoshop. <laughs> yep, yep. And this is a good one for those folks who are who are missing the magic extractor. Mm. Uh, this is definitely one that you want to go play with and and learn how to use. Yeah, it, the job I, I, it does much better. I, I think so, and I'll probably in the show notes for today's episode, what I'll do is I'll link up a video I've got on demonstrating how that works so people can oh, see perfect. what we're talking about, which would be good. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. <sighs> yeah, so those are kind of the highlights of the new release. Um, you know, of course, you know, over the years we've added all kinds of other stuff, so there's lots of lots of power in there. Um that would take us you know, all day to, to get through everything. <laughs> it I imagine we don't have that much time. Yeah. So I guess um, for people who are listening today, I hope that you've got a little bit of a taste of, of what's new in Photoshop Elements and, um, and even just some things you might have in your current version um, if you haven't upgraded yet to, to play with and to see. And, you know, you might have heard, okay, I really want to get that shape reduction feature and that that's one that I really love, especially for those older photographs. Um, I know that when I was younger, I didn't take my time to compose my shots probably like I do now and so, so that's where I'm... I'm really enjoying using some of those great new features for sure. Yeah, yep. So, um, for just to explain, Photoshop Elements, unlike the Creative Cloud, is a, still a, a licensed pro, um, product where you just pop, mm-hmm. buy it once and you can use it for as long as you want. So that's one of the great things I, I, I um, for scrapbookers and other hobbyists, you don't want to have to be paying a monthly fee if you're only going to, you know, you're using it to create your calendars for a year um, in advance or, or just doing a couple of projects a year. So it makes Photoshop Elements a, a really affordable solution and really powerful as well. So mm-hmm. if you can go ahead and purchase that um, local retailers and also from adobe.com and I'll have a links to where you can purchase it um, in the show notes for this episode. And there's no plans as yet. <laughs> this is the question everyone asks. What's, uh-huh. what's next? What's the plan? So, um, what, 
the future. Yeah, we're, we're gazing to the crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so as, as you mentioned, we still, still sell elements as what we call a perpetual product, uh, mm-hmm. meaning you pay once and you, you have it forever, as opposed to a subscription that, uh, you know, Photoshop CC comes with or, uh, uh, a thing that we call uh, Photoshop, well, we call it the Creative Cloud Photography Plan, and that's a, a different subscription that allows you to get uh, full Photoshop and Lightroom mm. um, for $10 a month. Um, so that's a, a cheaper option than the full CC if those are the two products that you're interested in. Mm. Um, but again, Elements is different, right? So it's not a subscription. It's a, a one-time purchase and use it forever. Um, there are you know, no current plans to change that. Um, you know, as, as we look at the needs of our customers, um, you know, there's, there's lots of different people, uh, and who have different needs. There's, there's folks who, um, you know, are using these products, uh, more day in and day out. Um, they want the more powerful products like full Photoshop or Lightroom. Mm. Um, they always want to be on the cutting edge, you know, have the latest version when the new version comes out. And a subscription just makes sense for them. Um, especially at ten bucks a month, that Creative Cloud Photography plan, you know, that's yeah, you know, pretty pretty good deal yeah. to get full Photoshop and Lightroom uh, mm. for ten bucks a month. If you know, if you're into this as as a as sort of a, a real strong hobby, mm. uh, or if you're a pro, you know, you're doing this as you're living. That's a great deal. Mm. Um, but for folks who are using less frequently, uh, folks who maybe are a little um, hesitant to upgrade all the time, um, you know, one of the things we find is you know, even though there's a new version, a lot of people, you know, the version I got works for me. I don't want to have to spend the weekend learning something new. I'm just going to stick with the one I've got. Mm. Um, so that that concept of always being on the latest isn't important to them. Um, and so, you know, the description for, for those folks just doesn't make sense. And a, a perpetual purchase um, is, is just more in tune with the kind of uh, ways they like to, to buy their software. And so that's what Elements is all about, right? It's serving a, a, a different market um, than the pro products. Um, we still, of course, have all that great power mm. uh, of being part of the Photoshop family. But again, we bring it to life in a different way, both from a user experience perspective, just much easier to use, as well as from a business relationship perspective, right? Instead of subscribing, you can just purchase it and it's mm. yours. Um, of course, you know, if, if you like... Uh, uh, full Photoshop and Lightroom, you know, that's that's why we have the, the photography plan to to satisfy the needs of those folks as well. Mm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So if um if listeners, you know, they, they use Photoshop elements a lot and, and they're running into things that they'd love to see in the new version, is there a way for people to get in touch with Adobe and make feature selection suggestions for future versions? Yeah, there's there's a couple ways, probably some better than others. Uh, buried somewhere in Adobe.com is a form you can fill out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bit antiquated at this point. It's still <laughs> there, I think. <laughs> and that goes into some giant database and eventually gets filtered to, to me and the product team. Um, but the way to reach us more directly is actually through our social media channels. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Facebook page uh, for Photoshop Elements. Uh, there's a Twitter um, uh, Twitter handle uh, at Adobe Elements um, or pound PS Elements, I think it is, mm-hmm. uh, or hashtag PS Elements. Uh, either of those, if you tag your your 
Twitter posts with those, or you just go to the Facebook page uh, and leave comments on our Facebook page. Um, I read those both uh, every day, if mm-hmm. not multiple times a day. Um, there's you know all kinds of folks on the product team that are monitoring those uh, those social channels, um, and it's it's probably the most direct way to get feedback uh, to both me and the the entire product team. Yeah, that's great because I I do get a lot of um, people who <laughs> who send me <laughs> feature requests. Um, <laughs> and you ask them to do this? <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's good to know that you guys are actually listening and you are reading a Facebook page and that kind of thing. So that's that's all good. Um, so and I guess I just wanted to highlight one thing that you have been doing for several I guess several years now is you also do. Um, some video tutorials on YouTube on the Ask mm-hmm. Ask Bob series. Um, yep. so, so does that have a regular release schedule, or or is it just sort of like how does that uh, work? It, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit hit and miss. We we haven't done it in a couple months, mostly because we've been focused on getting Elements 14 out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but typically, what we do is on our Facebook page uh, and our, our Twitter feed, um, we will post a call for questions mm-hmm. um, for, for Ask Bob. Um, and then people can respond and, you know, ask any question they want. Um, and then, you know, I monitor those, obviously. And lots of times I'll just be able to pretty quickly post a link to an Ask Bob answer that I did a year or two ago because mm-hmm. um, a lot of the questions are common. Um, how to watermark a photo is an example of one that I get every single time we do this. Yes. Um, and then the, the other ones where I haven't already done a tutorial, I can't always do video tutorials for all of the questions, uh, but I'll pick out the ones that are more common, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if I can satisfy 100 people with one video and answer their question, well, that's, that's where we spend the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we do that, um, you know, about once every two months. We'll mm-hmm. do a, a call questions um so again that's another advantage of following us on twitter or facebook as well as being able to give us feedback by posting to those social channels um just seeing you know the things that we're posting um can be very beneficial um we post um nearly every single day uh on both twitter and facebook we post a link to something interesting about photography whether it be a tutorial about elements uh, or just you know how to take better pictures or something inspirational you know hey here's some cool shots of some cats at the local uh, animal shelter you know please go down and adopt them kind of thing mm. um, it's just uh, you know if you're into this kind of stuff and you're a user of elements and you want to just sort of get more information uh, those are great channels to subscribe to um, because we're constantly feeding it with, you know, not only the occasional, hey, it's time to ask Bob some questions, um, <laughs> but just general information about the, the photography and, and digital imaging space. Yeah, and for sure, what I'll do is I'll have links to the um, YouTube channel and the Facebook page and Element, um, the Twitter feed, etc., on this on the show notes for today's episode. If you want to go ahead and follow Bob and the Photoshop Elements team. And and hear about what's, you know, what's new and exciting. Because the other thing you you probably well know is that you often get you get feature requests for things that already exist in the program. So it's always good to to yeah. be able to learn more about your program and discover power that you didn't necessarily know was there because you didn't know what it was called or you just haven't got round to finding it out yet. 
Yeah, that's that's. I find that a lot when I go out and and demo to different folks. I often get the wow, I didn't know it did that, <laughs> and it's done that for years. So they they have that, and um, you know, back to the Facebook page. We just, I think it was last week, uh, we posted, uh, hey, what would you like to see in Photoshop Elements? And we got a bunch of responses back, and um, probably. I don't know, a quarter of them, mm-hmm. I was able to respond uh, with a link to a tutorial and, you know, hey, that's already in the product that you already own. Mm. Uh, here's how you do it. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people, they, they'll they buy the product, but there's just so much there, they don't even realize they've got what, they've looking, what they're looking for. Yeah, and that's always a bonus because you don't have to wait. <laughs> you can just open it up. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. Edit it now. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending the time to chat with me today about Photoshop Elements. Oh, uh, you bet, Melissa. I'm I'm using the program every single day, just about almost, and I'm um, I'm sure that our listeners who are um, scrapbookers and digital scrapbookers and memory keepers will enjoy hearing about some of the new powerful features in Photoshop Elements 14, and um, maybe they can head over and, and check out some of those tutorials to see maybe what they're missing that they've already that they're already got as well. Alright. Well thank you. Thanks once again. And um, we'll look forward to seeing what's next for Photoshop Elements and um, and we'll all go head over and check out the Facebook page and the YouTube channel <laughs> and Alright. Alright. Thanks so much Bob. Okay. Okay. Take care, Melissa. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast today. If you'd like to learn more, head to scrapbookingpodcast.com where you can find the show notes for this episode and the links to everything we've talked about.